You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. by yours truly, Emily White, author of Interning 101. So on our first episode, we interviewed my business partners, Melissa Garcia and Katrina Blackley. And the theme of that episode was uh, from intern to partner, because that's often the goal. But obviously, there was there were a lot of steps and a lot of years in between achieving that goal. And today, I really want to delve into what it's like to be an intern in 2018. My first internship was in 2002, so that was 16 years ago. And obviously, a lot of things have changed. And and you know that change; those changes are what inspired me to write interning 101. Um, but at the same time, I really want to dig in on what it's like to be an intern in the modern era. So today we have two of our star interns at Collective Entertainment, Mandy Cuesta and Katie O'Gara. How are you ladies doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm good. So let's start with Mandy. Uh, tell us about yourself, where you go to school, what what year you are in school, and where you're interning, because I know you have a lot of things going on. I'm a senior at Pace University in New York City. Um, I major in entertainment management. And right now, I'm interning with Collective, and I also have an internship at an agency, Artist Group International. Um, are you still doing any live event stuff or is that wrapped up now that Webster Hall is closed? Um, well, I work at the theater at my school and I do, I'm an usher, but I also do, I'm like the main merch person because I'm the person my boss trusts with settlement sheets. And I also do backstage hospitality too. Awesome. Can you tell us, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the theater at your school and what tapes there? Pace University is home to the Actors Studio Drama School. We tape the show, the Actors Studio, with James Lipton. So we'll have those come in like about once every couple of months. So that's like three internships and I believe a full-time class load, it sounds like, for the most part. So Katie, tell us about yourself. Where, where do you go to school? What year you are? Where you're interning? What you're studying? Um, well, I'm Katie. Um, I just turned 22 like two weeks ago. Um, I'm a senior at SUNY Oneonta. It's an upstate uh, New York state school. Um, I major in music industry and I minor in business communications because I wanted to broaden it up a little bit. Um, and I'm interning at Collective Entertainment and that's all I'm pretty much doing right now besides going to school. That's great. So both of you are in school and interning. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's start with Katie. How are you balancing all of that? Because that's a lot. Oh, it is a lot. Um, I'm doing so much better now that I've really gotten into the swing of things, but it was definitely an adjustment at first. Um, tide management is so, so, so important. And it's not something that I would ever say that I'm a master in, but um, I've definitely gotten a lot better. It's taught me a lot of how to you know, manage my time and balance school and interning. 
Do you have uh, specific examples on kind of time management skills that you've gained that you can share? Um, yeah, sure. Like I, for example, like last night I have a big exam coming up tomorrow. So I kind of looked in like the Google calendar and was like, hmm, what can I get done before tomorrow that I know they're going to ask me to do? Um, and if I get it done first, then I'll have more time to study and, uh, you know, do things like that. You know, I do, I try to like be a little bit proactive, uh, so that I can save myself more time. Interesting. So the word proactive, I have a chapter in the book called being quote proactive, Mm -hmm. asking before doing, um, because we've seen too many students just go ahead and do things, um, before asking, um, students tell me all of the time that they're told in school to be proactive. So you know, a huge key of interning is, is learning different nuances. What you just described, Katie, it is how you want to be proactive, you know, kind of anticipating workload, looking at your schedule versus like, you know, emailing someone at Spotify. Yeah, exactly. From the company's account, you know, without permission. Mm-hmm. So I just want to clarify that because we'll definitely be talking about the word proactive throughout this podcast series. Mm-hmm. So Mandy, you're in school as well and balancing mm-hmm. t- two internships and a job. How do you balance it all? Um, I write everything down. I have a color-coded planner and I have um, this like notepad that where I write like when things are due and when. So I just kind of try to schedule when I'm going to do things. That's amazing. And it also sounds old school. So you're writing everything down as opposed to digital. Interesting. Um, so are you manually checking that schedule every day? You just know that you always have to look at it to know what you're doing? Yes. I have like it written down in a few places. I have one over my bed that's my class schedule and my work schedule and like big assignments do. And then my planner yeah. is more like in-depth detail. And then my to-do list of work is like next to my planner. So it's like a nope. multi-step process. But everything's written down in multiple places, so I can't forget to do something. I love it. So, Mandy, what do you do at your variety of internships and your job? What are some of your tasks? Oh, man. Starting, I guess, with collective, it's more administrative things, like the calendars, handling um, all of the assets and organizing everything. Mm -hmm. And at... Artist Group International, because that's I'm basically mm-hmm. there to help the agent assistants. So it's run off yep. on anything they need extra hands on. So it'll be like mm-hmm. tick accounts, um, getting more information from promoters. Um, if there's a lot of tedious, like every show has like an entry or a folder. So it's just kind of copying a whole tour's worth of information to the next day to the next day. And now that mm-hmm. I've because I started in September, and once I was wrapping up the fall and decided to stay for the spring, they were like, okay, so you mastered like the basic stuff, so now they're giving me more. So I'll help put in contracts and show offers. Instead of doing stuff with club shows, I'll help with arena show stuff. Cool. And how does that differ, if at all, from your expectations going into those internships? For Collective, I didn't know what I was expecting because um it was my first internship cool okay over to katie so what are you what are you doing at your internship um at our company collective entertainment because you don't necessarily report to me i ask you to do some things here and there 
um, when we're overwhelmed. But what are you working on? Right. Yeah. So I basically report to Melissa. I would basically say I'm kind of Melissa's like administrative assistant almost. Um, I do a lot of stuff for Fox Stevenson. Um, and I go through like day to day things like plugging things into his calendar, making sure, um, he knows what times his phone calls are for meetings and things like that, his travel, his shows, um, et cetera. Um, and same goes for Melissa. Um, I help her run her day-to-day life because she's a very busy lady. What else do I do? I'm very into like social media. So, um, Melissa has been giving me like a lot of opportunity to, um, like send out tweets for Fox, which is really cool. Um, so I've been doing stuff like that too and working on like, uh, uploading things to like Spotify and YouTube and SoundCloud and stuff like that. So it's been really fun. That's great. And Fox Stevenson is the artist that, that Katie is referencing. So how do those tasks now? Is this your first internship? No, as well? this is my third internship. I interned at, um, rock nation and title. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, those are all, those are all very different. Yeah. So you know, the, the things that you're doing at collective entertainment, um, primarily under our management division, how does that differ from your expectations or your experiences at, at rock nation and title? Well, at rock nation and title. So I was working for a lot, a lot of different people. Um, and that kind of made it hard to like make good relationships because I was always doing something for someone else. And I would do that that one time and then I would move on to someone else, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I kind of like how it's like a smaller company here. Um, And although it's remote, it's still like, you can tell that it's very like tight knit, um, which I really like. Um, But I definitely am learning a lot more at this internship, um, just in terms of like contracts and like legal stuff and, like actual business side of the industry at Rock Nation and Title, I kind of was more on like the creative side, which was fun and great, but I didn't really, not that I didn't learn because I did learn, but I'm definitely like more immersed in this internship, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. And, you know, there's pros and cons to both experiences. And that's why uh, if, if people are able, if they can intern if they can do more than one internship or intern more than one place at a time, that's just going to, you know, create more experiences and, and more perspectives. So, you know, for students that are in the position, I, I actually think that's awesome that you did like one thing for a million people at Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. And um, Rock Nation is Jay-Z's arm of Live Nation. I actually worked at um, the beginnings of that. It was called Artist Nation. And the the first signees were... Jay-Z, Madonna, U2, and Zach Brown Band. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that some other time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for students that that do have the opportunity to do, like, one thing for a bunch of people, I would go ahead and add them on LinkedIn that night. Yeah, I um, did that. I was very big on, like, trying to make them like me and get uh, okay. on their good side, you know? Cool, because, you know, that's something that I didn't really have when I was an intern. Um, I'm sure we'll do an entire episode on networking, both online and off. But it's that's just such an awesome way to stay in touch with people, especially at a big company like that, especially in entertainment. People are going to move on. They're going to move around. So that's an awesome way to stay in touch. Versus, you know, if you intern at a boutique company, you might learn a lot more because it's a smaller team and it's more hands-on and sometimes there's more to do. So neither is right or wrong. I think you can gain a lot, you know, from both experiences. So Katie, what have you learned at your internships? 
Well, personally, I learned a lot about like myself and like what I can handle and what I can't. Um, I would consider myself a very like anxious person. So I have learned how to handle myself in like high pressure situations. Um, I like am a lot better at handling myself now. Like, for example, like at my like first internship, like one of my first weeks, like Jay-Z's like best friend came up to me and asked me to get like food for the entire company. And here's me, this like four foot nine little girl like running around New York city in the pouring rain with like $300 worth of Chick-fil-A in my hand. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm in the devil wears Prada. Like this is not what I want to do. But at the same time, like I was like this, it, it seems, it seems like I'm, you know, doing for the lack of a better word, like the bitch work, but I'm really, I was helping them because they were able to stay and do what they were doing. Um, as opposed to going to get, you know, the dinner for themselves. Um, so like, everything that I was doing, I was still grateful for like where I was and the people that I was surrounded with. Um, so, but yeah, I've learned how to like handle myself in like those high pressure situations. Um, now I, I realize that there's like more to life than like, if I forget a tomato on someone's sandwich. (laughs) Um, and I just kind of try to realize like, just to take a breath and, um, you know, everything is, everything is important, but not everything is life and death. Um, so I've really like learned a lot about myself in that way and like how to be like professional in that sense, um, which is really good. But I've also on another note, like I'm, I've learned a lot more about like the music industry than I even really learned in school. That's great. And when you were interning at Rock Nation, how well or not did you know New York City? Oh my God, not at all. It was terrible. <laughs> they would make right. So I point that out because when you are in the rain with the Chick Fil A <laughs> for Jay Z's best friend, um, you're actually obtaining a huge skill, which is how to get around New York City. Exactly. Yeah, um, it was so helpful. I did an yeah, I did an internship at VH1 Classic when I was 19, and I went to school in Boston, so I'd never lived in New York before. And I, I mean, I used they probably still have to do this actually, but I used to have to run beta tapes like, you know, from a downtown studio to Times Square and, and things like that. And uh, I just, even at the time, I realized that I was getting to know New York City and these different neighborhoods and, and how to get around. So in that frustrated moment when you're wet with the fast food and just like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Um, know that you actually are gaining crucial experience because absolutely no offense to the classroom, um, but you're not going to learn how to get around New York City or London or Los Angeles or Chicago or a farm um, by being in the classroom. Yeah, exactly. So Mandy, what have you learned at your internships? <laughs> I'd say like a big thing is like how to communicate with other people. A year and a half ago when I started, Emily would have to go through and like check my email drafts and like correct them before I emailed another person. Even if they weren't like super important, I still had to be taught how to email a human being and I got better at it. And now I can just send out emails and that helped in my other internships. Or if I have to talk on the phone, I've been better at that over the last couple of jobs I had. When I started, like I learned basically like social media wise, like how everybody handled things, how people communicated with shows. I think I, when I first started, I helped Katrina like book a whole like tour I'd like look up venues so I was doing that and then looking up licensing for like releasing an EP so it was just everything all at once and then my other mm-hmm. internships 
I interned at Webster Hall. So I was interning for a promoter and I had always gone to shows like since I was 14 and I'd been to shows at Webster Hall. So it was mainly the backside of like what I like wanted to do or like what I enjoyed doing. And then now Mm -hmm. I'm flipped and I'm interning at an agency. So now I know all sides of putting together a show. Yeah, I love that you've worked on multiple sides of a particular area of the industry. I think that's really, really smart. I wish more adults would do that. Um, I mean, not that they can just go bounce around and intern at, at different companies necessarily, but it's really nice to be able to empathize with the person with the person on the other end of the phone or the email instead of just you know fighting for your side um, really trying to figure out a compromise to make it work so everybody can move forward so I think that's awesome and for both of you you know Mandy talked about um, learning how to email and that's something I really stress in interning 101 I really stress when I'm speaking at universities is there any other way for students to learn how to email because I feel like if I'm not drilling it in your heads, it's just trial by fire or am I, am I totally wrong? No, you're so right. It's like learning by like example. Like I think I sent enough and like read enough that I can like kind of mock it. But yeah, at first I was like, what do I, what do I say? Like, how do I not sound either stupid or too aggressive? So it was just yeah, learning by example, I guess, and reading enough to see how people talked. What about you, Katie? Yeah, I think the same thing. I feel like the only way you can really learn is kind of just being immersed in it and trying to do it yourself. And obviously it definitely helps having someone be like, okay, that's good, but you could say it like this instead of that. And then you really, you know, you learn, you're like, oh, well, I say too many words or I say too little or um, I'm too nice or too, you know, too aggressive. And it really helps having uh, somebody check that out for you. So for students who are listening, uh, you know, it's interesting hearing Katie and Mandy talk about what they were concerned about when they were initially drafting emails. Um, I don't think you need to be concerned about anything that you guys just said you were concerned about. (laughs) Uh, The one thing to think about that you're both great at now, but for people listening, is you're all writing emails that are too long. So just get it short, get it to the point, because, you know... I receive like 300 messages a day. They're not all emails anymore, but the goal is to get your email read. So, you know, it's really crucial um, to read every email you receive from the bottom up so you can start to learn terms and industry nuances and and different things like that. It's really, really important and it's going to help you moving forward. And, you know, if I ever teach, which I'm actually thinking about it just because I'd love to kind of reconnect um, with students more than I already do. I'd love an, I mean, I would ask my colleagues this, but I'd love to like put up my inbox on a screen and and put up some emails and say, okay, your assignment is to reply to these emails. And oh then yeah, that would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I really do think that's cool. I don't know if cool is the right word for it, but I appreciate it. <laughs> because again, I, I think that's so important and I, I don't know any other way to teach it. And then you guys are just thrown into your internships and your jobs and don't know how to email. So anyway, um, that was a nice little aside on email. So Katie, when you know you found challenges and you worked through them or you know, you, you were feeling when you were putting pressure on yourself, how did you work through that? What are some characteristics of things that other interns and students can do to work through their stress and anxiety? Um, what I would try to do is just like set whatever it was aside and just be like, listen, this is very, very important, but like your mental health is also really, really important. 
Um, Mm -hmm. and kind of just like, I would do things that would relax me. I would like take five minutes and like read whatever book I've been reading or, um, you know, go to my phone and like call my mom and just have like a little like five minute break of like, you know, what my head has been focusing on for the past hour or whatever. Um, things like that. I know a lot of people are into, um, like meditation and like yoga and that really helps them. Um, I haven't really tried it and like delved into it. I wish that I would. but I know that helps a lot of people too. I've heard that from like millions of people. So, Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of that one time on tour, part of the sound talent media podcast network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Well, it's interesting that the practices that you're talking about are, are actually quite similar, you know, just focusing on something else, single pointed meditation. Um, you know, and I think that's a huge difference between when I was interning 16 years ago and now, not that it wasn't stressful and time management and I was doing a million things like that's all the same, but it was on the cusp. In fact, when I was interning for Amanda Palmer and the Dresden Dolls, she said she wanted to get, to get a BlackBerry in 2003, and I had no idea what she was talking mm-hmm. about. So it was really on the cusp of that, and that has obviously affected all industries. It's affected all workers. It affects bosses. It affects everyone. So the fact that you're cognizant of that and realizing that, you know, for me, selfishly, taking breaks makes me stronger and better, you know? So... That's really, really important. So whether it is calling your mom or walking your dog or taking a break. And by the way, when I spoke at your university, there's definitely yoga classes on campus. Yeah, there is. There's so so many. I I really, I want to get into it for sure. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. So Mandy, what is um, something like a challenge that you've encountered at an internship uh, or a task or something? and, And how did you work through it? Okay, so this last week, one of the assistants I interned for, he was out of town. So I was supposed to sit at his desk and, like, help the agent, like, answer his phone calls, do all, like, his stuff. And um, I was, like, doing take account and, like, somebody – I didn't have something I needed. And I was so worried that, like, I messed up the whole thing and, like, somebody's, like, going to be annoyed that, like, it didn't – like I couldn't get an answer from somebody in Romania. And then by the time I realized I didn't have an answer, I couldn't call them because they were like right. seven hours ahead in Romania. And I was like, so stressed yeah. about that. I didn't have it like perfect. And I couldn't like get this number. And I think I like delayed it a while and I just like panicked. So at the end of the day, I finally like sent the agent, like what I had. And he was like, this is fine. Like good to send to the management, like whatever, like they didn't answer. Mm-hmm. And I just like, overthink like not having something when all I had to do was like hey I didn't get this like they're in Romania they just refuse to answer me like I don't know what else I could do and they're just like yeah whatever so I think just like overthinking small things when I could just say like what's up and what was the issue or like hey I can't get this instead of just staring at my computer like I don't know what else I can do because like I did call them I did like send a billion emails but there was like nothing I can do, but all I had to do was like, Hey, I didn't get this. And it was, it was fine. 
So it's basically just like not overthinking every like small thing and actually communicating when I had an issue and not just hiding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just being upfront, you know, because you couldn't get, were you getting ticket yeah. counts or something? It sounds like yeah. you couldn't get that last ticket count, you know, for a country in Europe. And I think it's frustrating for a boss when people are like, well, I didn't hear back, but it's very legitimate if you, if you literally can't call them. So yeah. it's not just like I email, I didn't hear back. If it's two in the morning, you know, where you're trying to get information from, um, you know, you can't, you can't get that right then. So that, that was perfect. You handled that really well. And, um, you know, and you're also, again, gaining skills without even realizing it. Like while you're having stress, like, oh my gosh, I'm missing the ticket count from Romania. I don't know if you're realizing that you now know how to dial internationally. Um, you have a concept of time zones, which is so important and in music, entertainment, modern business. Um, so many adults just don't do that. I mean, I hope that neither of you leave our team without like your, for me, it would be my ring finger. Like I can't type a time without the time zone. And, mm. and that's with regard to calls and, and meetings and stuff. But if someone just says like 9am, I'm like Pacific and GMT East, you know, it's, it means nothing to me. Um, so, you know, Within that stress, you're gaining really good skills. So, um, Mandy, what are your classmates up to? And I'm kind of asking, like, do you guys talk about internships amongst yeah, um, yourselves? Actually, one of my friends that I work with, we start at the same time and major in the same things. And during our theater shift and the show's on, we'll just talk. Um, she was interning in PR and at a label. And she knew I had wrapped up my internship with Webster Hall and that I was at the agency now. And she was like, I want to get more into shows. Like, is your internship hiring? And I was like, well, I'm not leaving. I really like it. So no. But my old boss at Webster Hall had like posted on Facebook that he wanted interns for his um, promotion company. So I sent that to her. So now she was interning for him and they had a show uh just a few days ago and she was messaging me like hey like are you coming like we're trying to get all like more people to come and I was like yeah like I like this band I like the venue like I'll come so I had gone to a show that she helped put together um with her boss that was my old boss and he ran into me and was like hey like I knew you were coming like Emily ratted you out like all my interns like love you. They all said you were coming and we were talking about that. So it was, so I got her that internship and got to see everybody and my old boss. So that was a fun thing. Um, and then even it's mainly like when I'm at work, I guess, cause we have a lot of downtime. We were sitting and working on resumes and where we find internships. I think today mm -hmm. um, my major club, I guess it is, is doing an alumni panel with um, a couple of the recent graduates and how they got their jobs either from internships that they got through the major slash club or through people they knew. And like now they're uh, this afternoon, they're going to talk about how they like got it through the program. So that's a great example of, and I don't, I, I don't think I usually see students like 
be competitive. Like maybe it's more the athlete side of me, but you know, you're all there to help each other out. And the more you can translate that behavior to your actual career, like I've done everything I think that anyone's ever asked me to do like favor wise. And I think that just comes kind of naturally to me. But then when I need something in the industry, um, I get it right away. And that's not why I did all those things for people, but karma is a very real thing. So the the more you can de- develop that in school, the better. So what about you, Katie? Now, um, Katie, you go to school upstate, which is yeah. quite rural. I took yeah, like a bus to get there, like through the woods and it was so beautiful. Um, but what about you guys? How are, how are you utilizing your peers and your classmates as resources when, you know, you're, you're pretty far from, from, from a major city. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, it's nice that I live on Long Island because I just took advantage of being home in the summer and, you know, going to the city. I was I had honestly like no interest in going to Albany or going to, um, you know, Troy or Saratoga, all areas up here um, or Amsterdam or anything like that. Um, I was I knew that like I really wanted to be in the city. Um, so I tried to like utilize my time in the summer for that. Um, but a lot of people up here. Yeah, they intern um, in Albany um, because it's like about I want to say like an hour and 20 minutes from here. Um, so that's a big thing. Um it's funny that Mandy said that too. She's not like super um, aware of like what her classmates are doing because she's so busy and I'm like that too. Um, and it also just works out that like a lot of my friends aren't music industry majors. It definitely is pretty competitive here though, I would say. Um, it's very like, I don't want to say clicky, but kind of like very niche Like everybody only listens to like alternative rock. And like, if you don't listen to that, like you're not cool. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's very... Um, one-sided which I don't really like um but I'm kind of hoping that it'll start to like branch out as like maybe that's just my graduating class you know the people that I've had classes with so I'm kind of hoping that will um branch out a bit as new students come here um but I know some people um have went to Nashville to do like publishing um I have a friend from my old internship she now works at a young money cash money in the city um, and she loves it. Um, I have another friend interning in London at Sony ATV, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. What does alternative rock mean to you? That's really, in- I hear alt quote alternative rock from students <laughs> sometimes, and I'm very interested in what that means. It's always like very indie. Like it's like a lot of like, like small, like bands with not huge followings. And it's like, you don't know who that is. I'm like, um, sorry. No, I don't. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Like sometimes people like a kid on my dad's swim team said that and then his answers were like Jack White. And I was like, well, to me, that's more like indie. Yeah. And alternative means like Nirvana. Am I crazy? Or is that like classic rock? I would say Nirvana is more classic rock and just Ah! in in my opinion, but I'm (laughs) that's like, just like a generational thing. (laughs) Um, Cool. So Katie, what are some of your short and long term goals? Mm. My short-term goal is to get a job this summer, hopefully. Um, I have this thing where, like, since I've been in the city now for two years, I really, really, really want to move to L.A. <laughs> um, nice. I just want to try something else. And, you know, if I hate it, I hate it. I come home and, you know. But um, I think that I want to, like, get a job in New York City for, like, a year or two and then 
um, see where that takes me. And hopefully like they either have like offices also in LA. Cause it's like a very common thing, um, that I could just like transfer, um, and not have to like leave the job. Um, and obviously if I'm super happy there, I, I you know, I probably will stay, I would assume, but, um, I definitely want to try the California thing at some point in the next like three or four years. That's great. I think people should try any city or country they're drawn to. Um, usually I feel like I'm talking to people who want to try New York City. And if that spark is there, I just, I think, you know, living in New York City is an awesome experience, whether you do it forever or not. But being from Long Island, I can completely understand why you'd want to try Los Angeles. So Yeah, exactly. I just need like a little, little something new. Yeah. Can you drive? I assume so. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. from Long Okay. Well, that's, that's a good skill to have out there. So <laughs> yeah. That's great. I can't really drive. <laughs> um, so Mandy, what are some of your short and long-term goals? I guess the same as Katie, because I'm also graduating in the next couple months. So a job and a place to live would be like really cool. Um, <laughs> so that's like, I guess, short term, because like that feels like such a long-term goal. Like, Hey, like a job, like settle in a career, find a place to live. That seems very long-term, but like, that's something I have to do in the next like two months. So, so it's like both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would like to stay in live music with like what I'm doing, but also like be able to not do like, I love being busy and doing a million different things, but it would also be nice to just like have one main job and feel a little bit settled. So if you had to pick an area of the live music industry to work in, since you have all this experience, what would it be? Um, more than ever, I'd still say tour manager now that part of my internship is fixing tour managers like mistakes and communicating with them. And I'm still just like, "Ah, I want to do that. And now I know I'd be more good at it by the fact I've communicated with managers, promoters and agents that made me want to do that more. But I think if I like stayed in one spot, it would probably be more on the promoter side just to be more surrounded by shows. Like I love the contract work in the agency, but I miss more of the like operations wise and things have like at Webster hall. We'd be surrounded by shows all the time, like production issues that I'd have to help take care of. And I just miss that. So probably more on the promoter side, if not actually being a tour manager. Yeah. Being an agent is brutal. I mean, it's amazing. And, um, we may have Steve Ferguson from APA as our next guest. And Steve's a perfect example. I mean, that guy works super hard and he's at shows every night. Um, and of course, has a family and everything. So there are just not enough hours in the day. But for the, for the right person, it's the right job. And, and I think working on the promoter side is awesome. Um, yeah, your nights are obviously tied up but and your, your days are busy. But it's not as full on as like working at, you know, an agency. Not that, you know, that the... the big promoters can't be, I mean, they are corporate, so it is what it is, but cool. So Katie, what advice do you have for those who are looking to enter their dream field, whether they're freshmen in college or in high school, what can they be doing now, if anything, and and where do they start? Um, educate yourself is my advice. Um, read, read books, um, read blogs, uh, watch documentaries, know, know who the important people are. Um, in the field that you're interested in um, and intern, 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 intern as much as you can. It sucks because a lot of uh, internships are unpaid and it takes up your time and it's hard cause you, you know, you need money, but whatever you can manage do 
That's great. And since we have music industry listeners, what what blogs can you recommend or books or anything like that? Um, I read um, Complex like a lot because um, that's just like I'm kind of into like the mainstream like pop, hip hop, uh, you know, those kinds of that kind of music. Um, so I read Complex a lot um, just to keep up with what's going on. Um, Never read, heard of it, by the way. So I'm glad I asked. Oh, really? OK. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so I read that, um, and I read billboard too. Like I'll go into, um, like the business section of billboard, um, and kind of like see what's going on. Um, I know a lot of other people read like, uh, like Brooklyn vegan and like other, uh, like smaller, like blogs like that. Um, so that could be helpful too. I think Hypebot is really great as far as, yeah, um, yeah. Hypebot is cool. Yeah. Music technology goes, mm-hmm. um, so Mandy, what about you? What advice do you have for those looking to enter their dream field? You know, for those that are younger than you, what can they be doing? Um, I'd say just get an internship or even if you like can't devote like the three days a week or find one that's remote or whatever, just like get it. If it's something that like has events or conferences, just like be, be there, like just be in it. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Cause like my, my dream field is, um, I went to shows and then started to learn how they work by just witnessing things and then like started like working with them. So it's just like be be around it and try to get an internship in it. Um, I don't know what else I could say other than just like be there. Like don't just be like, oh, I want to do that. Like go do it. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, like live music is such a great place to start. Most people love it. Most people live you know, near a place that has live music. Like I just was speaking via Skype to students in Michigan and a bunch of them, you know, interned at venues in Grand Rapids and did did stuff for Live Nation Michigan. So it's absolutely out there. And, uh, you know, and this existed somewhat when I was probably in college, but not really high school. I mean, there's plenty of digital street teams, you know, online marketing. You can dive in and and start helping with... um, to learn. And our company is remote. You know, we're based in New York and Los Angeles. We have team members all over the place. So I think, you know, for Katie, for example, who's in upstate New York, like this has been a good opportunity to do something while you're in school when, where with, with where your school is located, you might not be able to do things while you're at school, if that makes sense. Awesome. Well, anything else you ladies would like to add? Don't give up. (laughs) Don't give up. Um, It gets hard, but it's always worth it in the end. Um, Just keep working hard and eventually you'll get to where you need to go. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much to Mandy Cuesta and Katie O'Gara for being my guests today on what it's like to be an intern in 2018. And stay tuned for episode three of the Interning 101 podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Interning 101 podcast. I'm your host, Emily White. You can follow us anytime over on Twitter at Interning 101, as well as on our website, interning101.com. I'm on Twitter at at EMWizzle. Hit us up anytime if you have questions, comments, guest suggestions, or just want to get something off your mind. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.
This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.